Welcome to another edition. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment news on George Clooney, Lynn Manuel Miranda, LeVar Burton, Irv Gotti, Morgan Whalen, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. These are the sounds of a dinner. A dinner that almost didn't happen. A dinner now served thanks to people like you. Due to COVID-19, 17 million more Americans may face hunger. Feeding America is helping our neighbors in need. And if you're able, you can too. Donations are being accepted at feedingamerica.org slash coronavirus. Brought to you by the Ad Council and Feeding America. 200 food banks strong. Here's today's STEM tip. Make your selfies look even better with science. Take your pics at golden hour right before the sun sets. The wavelengths made by the atmosphere create a perfect golden light for that beautiful face of yours. Learn more at Chic and STEM. A message from the Ad Council. For those fortunate enough to help the person who has always been their hero, find the care guides you need to help at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about the show, click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of the stories today and be serious about it, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also, like us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com radio. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain 1. That's T-H-A-T-S, Entertain, and the number 1. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14, Stiletto like the high heel shoes, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. And you can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gives. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a sunny 55 degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout-out to all my listeners out there, whether you're on the East Coast, the West Coast, or Mid-America or somewhere in Europe and Asia. Thank you for hanging out with me on this Wednesday afternoon. So how's everybody doing? You know, it's Wednesday, it's midweek, it's hum day. And as usual, every Wednesday we started off with a lot to talk about. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about George Clooney, how he um, stressed the importance of gun safety on movie sets following the tragic death of cinematographer uh, Helena Hutchins, who, you know, was shot and killed by actor Alec Baldwin on the set of their, his Western movie, Rust. He's going to be talking about how it's important Imperative that actors always check their guns. It's so important. Uh, also, we're going to be talking about Lynn Manuel Miranda. He's taking an aim at uh, cancel culture. 
I'll tell you what he said in a new interview. And um, forget about Jeopardy. LeVar Burton has found a new gig. He's gearing up to be the host of Trivial Pursuit. That's right. And Irv Gotti is clearly not pleased with R&B singer Ashanti because uh, she, she talked about re-recording a lot of her masters uh, from her debut album. She was on a Tamron Hall show uh, earlier in September talking about how she has the rights to her masters. And now um, Irv Gotti has something to say about it. Uh, Morgan Whalen uh, is now returning to the stage after a year since he was caught in an N-word controversy. Well, now he announced that he be, will hold his first tour across the United States. And uh, former Little Mix star Jesse Nelson is the latest celebrity who has tested positive for COVID. So without further ado, let's get started. Uh, George Clooney has stressed that the importance of gun safety on movie sets following the tragic death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins. Hutchins was shot and killed by actor Alec Baldwin on the set of the Western movie Rust last month with the bullet also injuring director Joel Souza. The shocking tragedy has sparked debate about the use of firearms in movie making, with George Clooney weighing in during an appearance on the WTF with Mark Maron uh, podcast. Uh, this is what George Clooney said. He said, quote, Every single time I'm handed a gun on the set, every time they hand me a gun, I look at it, I open it, I show it to the person I'm pointed to, I show it to the crew, every single take. Then you hand it back to the armorer when you're done. Uh, everyone does it. Everyone knows to do that. Maybe Alex didn't, did that. Hopefully he did do that. But the problem is dummies are tricky because they look like real rounds. They got a little tiny hole in the back from which somebody removes the gun power. That, uh, unquote. Now, Clooney added that he always taken it upon himself to repeatedly check the gun he's handed on set to ensure they're safe before filming begins. And he also said this. He said, um, I get handed a six-gun a gun that holds six cartridges, you point it at the ground, and you squeeze it six times. He also added that it's just insane not to. The Midnight Sky uh, star also reflected on the report from the Russ set that the uh, assistant director had told Baldwin it was a cold gun, meaning it was safe to be used as he handed it to him. And George Clooney said that he never heard of such a term as a, as a cold gun. He said, I never heard that term literally. They're just talking about stuff I never heard of. It's just infuriating, unquote. So, yeah, George Clooney is saying that you definitely, you can't rely on uh, the, 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 you can't rely always on person making sure that the the gun is uh, clear of real bullets because you have to take it upon yourself. And he, according to George Clooney, every actor does it. Every actor makes sure that the gun is looked in. They look at the round. They look at the gun. They point it just to make sure. It's just, I guess, according to George Clooney, it's, it's supposed to be common protocol. But, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's just terrible that how, uh, you know, uh, this woman died, and, and there's still an ongoing investigation. And speaking of this investigation, uh, later on in the show, um, 
Alec Baldwin's brother uh, talks about uh, this uh, this situation and how he think his brother uh, is really the scapegoat in this. They they put him as a scapegoat because of his political views and how opinionated he is. It's his brother's name is Daniel Baldwin, and he saw, later on in the show we'll talk about what he has to say about this ongoing tragedy. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda has taken aim at cancel culture in a new interview insisting that people shouldn't be canceled for having an opinion. The actor and movie maker faced criticism earlier this year upon the release of the film adaptation of his hit Broadway show, In the Heights, with some viewers attacking director John M. Shu and Miranda, who has a small role in the film, for being colorist due to the lack of dark-skinned actors in the project. While Miranda issued an apology at the time, stating he was learning from the feedback and listening, he has addressed the backlash in a new interview with The New Yorker, insisted he shouldn't have been slammed for what was good intentions. He said, quote, once something has success, you're not the underdog trying to make it happen anymore. You have to graduate past the mindset of it. I'm sorry, past the mindset of, like, it's a miracle, I got something on the stage, because now that is expected of me. And people go, yeah, but what about this and what about that? And that's fair. I do that with art I find lacking. It's not cancellation. That's having opinions. So I try to take it in that spirit. At the end of the day, you can't control how the world receives something. All you can control is what your intentions were, unquote. He recently released a new movie called Encanto and will soon launch Tick, Tick, Boom and follow it with The the Little Mermaid. Yeah, because, you know, people throw cancel culture all over the place, you know. Uh, if somebody says the wrong thing or do the wrong thing, you know, it's it's canceled. Now, I even admitted I used the term on certain celebrities who I felt were not doing right, but it was something that they – it wasn't what they said. Well, yeah, maybe, but I felt sometimes – Certain people are always canceled, and then there's the same ones that keep uh, doing the habit, being out here, uh, causing ruckus, and nobody's saying anything, and nobody's canceling them out. So it's it's like a, uh, you know, it's like it's damn if you do, damn if you don't, and it's always the same individual, the same celebrity, the same situation that people are turning a blind eye for what they say and do, and then the same people are that do wrong, nobody says anything. No end situation. Forget Jeopardy. LeVar Burton is gearing up for trivial pursuit. That's right. After taking his name out of the run to host the iconic game show in the wake of longtime host Alex Trebek's death, the Emmy Award-winning television veteran has gotten a new gig. Um Burton, who gained acclaim with seminal television touchstones like Ruth, Reading Rainbow, and Star Trek The Next Generation, will top-line and produce a television version of the popular board game Trivial Pursuit. Earlier this year, after fan-driven support led Burton to be considered for a lifelong dream to host Jeopardy!, the show executive producer Mike Richards was announced for the, uh, the gig and eventually was fired amid the resurfing of controversial comments he made during a podcast cashier years before. 
um, act, uh, actress, director, and neuroscientist Mayim Bialik and uh, Jeopardy champ Ken Jennings, who also tried out for the job, ended up as names as official hosts. And uh, Irv Gotti is clearly not pleased that Ashanti is re-recording her debut album. After the singer made the announcement, the record producer took to social media to slam the artist, Ashanti, the artist, for trying to F him out of his masters. Ashanti, Ashanti talked about the importance of owning her own music when speaking to Angie Martinez after the radio personality shared a clip from the interview on Instagram. Irv comments saying, uh, quote, Angie Martinez, just for super clarity, I own all those great Ashanti albums, Angie. I own the Masters, and I produce all those great Ashanti albums. So I also own a good portion of the publishing. What she is trying to do is re-record all those great records and put them out on her label. She can do this under the cover laws and make people decide which album to listen to or stream, unquote. Now, Irv went on to claim that Ashanti is hoping her loyal fans listen to her uh, re-recorded album instead of the original one. Ashanti first revealed that she's recording her Grammy-winning self-titled album in September when appearing on the Tamron Hall show. Ashanti's self-titled album, which included the hit singles Foolish, Happy, and Baby, was released in 2002. It sold 6 million copies worldwide and led the singer to be nominated for three Grammy Awards, including Best New Artist, Best Female R&B Vocal Performance, and Best Contemporary R&B Album, the latter of which she took home. And uh, Morgan Whaling is returning to the stage nearly a year since he was caught in the N-word controversy. The Whiskey Glasses crooner announced that he will hold his first tour across the United States. The 29-year-old country star shared the announcement on his Twitter and Instagram account on Monday, November 15th. Morgan would kick off the Dangerous Tour on February 3rd, 2022 at the Force Center in Evansville, Indiana. The 46th City Tour, which is promoted by Live Nation, will wrap up on September 24th at the Staples Center in Los Angeles. He will then be joined by his label mates Hardy and Larry Fleet on selected dates. Uh, fans can start purchasing tickets for the show on February, uh, Friday, 9, November 19th at uh, 10 a.m. And as for the summer amphitheater show, they will go on sale starting December 3rd. This will mark Morgan's first tour since he drew backlash in late January for using the N-word. The incident led the former The Voice contestant to be banned from several music award shows. Uh, in May, he was snubbed from the 2021 Billboard Music Awards, and in late September, it was announced that the musician is prohibited from attending the 2021 CMA Awards, which took place on November 10th. Right now, it's, uh, we have 15 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If this is your first time tuning in, listening to the show, welcome. Uh, That's Entertainment has been on Blog Talk Radio for over 10-plus years right now. So I'd like to give my thanks to all the people and all the love and support who, for all the people who have been listening from day one. And if you want to know more, 
more about the show, make sure you uh, click on the follow-up button on the top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when I come on the air live. And also make sure you follow us and like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain One. And you can also follow me at Stiletto14 on Twitter and on Instagram at T. Jones Gibbs. Also uh, this week, uh, we're also going to be talking about um, this, this uh, you know, with the coronavirus uh, starting to tick up again in the country, uh, more and more people are still not vaccinated or they have been vaccinated and they've been getting, um, still been catching it. Um, celebrities are not exempt either. And the latest is uh, Jesse uh Jesse, I'm sorry, former Little Mix star Jesse Nelson, she has tested positive for COVID. Uh, the singer has been feeling ill for days, and now she has scrapped her first live solo concert after confirming her diagnosis. She took to Instagram on Tuesday, November 16th, to share the news with fans, explaining she's too sick to perform at Hits Radio Live in Birmingham, England, on Saturday. Jesse is still scheduled to perform at Capitol Jingle Bell Ball next month, alongside the likes of Justin Bieber, and aired Sharon. The COVID news comes a day after her former bandmates released their new single, No. Jesse Nelson fell out with Leanne, Jade, and Perry following her solo debut. She launched her new single, Boys, after leaving the all-girl group, but the release was marred by black fishing accusations. Britney Spears has credited the hashtag Free Britney movement for saving her life following the end of her 13-year conservatorship. The Toxic star is still celebrating after Los Angeles judge Brenda Penny terminated the arrangement that hung over her, restricting the control of her finances and well-being, and revealed that Britney could be free to make her own life decisions again early in the new year once administrative and legal matters have been tied up. <clears throat> Excuse me. Marking the groundbreaking decision in a post on her Instagram page, Brittany paid tribute to the devoted fans who have been pushing for the lifting of the conservatorship for years. In the nearly two-minute-long video, this is what Brittany said. She said, quote, Honestly, my voice was muted and threatened for so long. I wasn't able to speak up or say anything, and because of you guys and your awareness and knowing what was going on and delivering that news to the public for so long, you gave them awareness to all of them. Because of you, I think you guys saved my life in a way 100%, unquote. Captioning the video, uh, Brittany teased fans that she could be set to follow in the footsteps of Adele and the Duke of Duchess of Sussex by chatting to media mogul Oprah Winfrey as she wrote, quote, I might as well do a hint of my thoughts on the gram before I go and set things square on Oprah. Unquote. She also revealed what she's enjoying the most since the conservatorship was lifted, including being able to have the keys to her car, being able to be independent and feel like a woman and owning an ATM car, seeing cash for the first time, along with being able to buy, get this, candles of all things. The girl was not allowed to buy candles. <laughs> Her post comes just hours after she told fans she's been keen to having another baby this time with fiancé Sam uh, Asghari and would love to have a daughter. Wow. I mean, she like she, she was saying, she was in prison all this time, all this time. So uh, 
I'm just glad that she's this is this whole nightmare for her is over. Also, um prosecutors investigating um the death of rocker Chris Doherty's stepdaughter has confirmed that they are no longer classifying the case as a homicide. Hannah Price's body was found at her home in Nashville, Tennessee on Friday, November 12, and early reports suggest that investigators were treating her passing as suspicious. But the spokesman for the 8th District, Tennessee District Attorney's Office said, quote, that this is a death investigation and any attempt to classify it as a homicide investigation at this time is premature and irresponsible. Now, detectives initially told the, the Daughtry family um, that Hannah's death was a homicide, according to TMZ. Now, Hannah's boyfriend, Bobby Jolly, was arrested on Friday at Fentress County Jail in Jamestown, Tennessee, according to TMZ, but it wasn't immediately clear if his bus was related to the case. A Fentress County Sheriff deputy told the New York Post on Saturday that Jolly is being held pending a transfer to the Putnam County Jail. Chris and Hannah's mother, Dina, have been together since 2000 and shared 10-year-old twins, Adeline Rose and Noah James. Dina is also mom to Hannah's brother, Griffin. And Keisha Cole has lost another family member this year. Her adopted father just passed away due to COVID-19 only a month after her mom died. The singer shared the news Monday saying that Leon Cole, the only father she ever known, lost his battle with the virus. Her tribute to him is touching as she highlighted his devotion to her throughout her childhood, even though she wasn't his blood-born daughter. The death of her father comes a few short months after her biological mother, Frankie, died from a drug overdose this past summer. She reconciled with her mother in recent years, much of which was documented on TV. As uh, Keisha alludes to here, uh, her parents gave her up for adoption at a young age, and the, the Coles took her in and raised her in Oakland, California, and got her into music as well. And a character actor, Heath Freeman, has died. He was only 41 years old. The screen star most famous for playing serial killer Howard Epps in two seasons of the medical drama Bones passed away at his home in Austin, Texas on Saturday, uh, November 13th. His death was first announced on Instagram by reality TV star Shayna Mockler and was confirmed by his manager, Joe S. Montefor who told Deadline in the statement, quote, we are truly devastated at the loss of our beloved Heath Freeman, a brilliant human being with intense and soulful spirit. He leaves us with an an, an indelible imprint in our hearts. His life was filled with deep loyalty, affection, and generosity towards his family and friends and an extraordinary zest for life, unquote. In addition to his role on Bones, Freeman appeared in TV shows including ER, NCIS, The Closer, and Without a Trace. His last role was in Michael Polish's film Terror on the Prairie, in which he co-starred with Gina Carano. The movie is still listed as filming on movie site imdb.com, and Carano uh, was among those playing tribute to Freeman following the news of his death. A cause of death has yet to be confirmed, but co-star Gabrielle Kane, the son of Daniel Day-Lewis, wrote in, the, in his Instagram tribute that Freeman passed away in his sleep. 
and uh, actress Kristen Dunst uh, was paid significantly less than Tobey Maguire in the two Spider-Man films that, that they made together. The Bring It On star didn't question her salary when she was first hired for the 20, uh, 2002 superhero film, but, but nearly 20 years later she has realized she has realized that she was underpaid. Now, reports suggest that uh, McGuire earned $4 million for his part in the first blockbuster movie and later negoti- negotiated a $17.5 million salary for the 2004 sequel, according to the cheat sheet, although some sources insist that numbers were closer to $20 million. And while uh, Kristen Dunst didn't divulge how much she was paid to play Peter Parker's love interest, Mary Jane Watson. Unconfirmed reports suggest that she took home $9.5 million for the sequel. Now, Christian pointed out she was also a big part of the second film marketing, telling the publication, quote, you know who was on the cover of the second Spider-Man poster, Spider-Man and Me, unquote. Although the villain was those early... Um, Although the villains from those early uh, Spider-Man films, Alfred Molina and uh, William Defoe are returning for uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, starring Tom Holland as the teenage superhero, Dunst explains she was not asked to reprise her role in the film, which opens on December 17th. Uh, right now we have here uh, 25 minutes after the hour. Uh, coming up, Questlove just swept the 2021 Critics' Choice Documentary Award on Sunday, picking, all, uh, picking up all six honors for which he was nominated. I'll tell you about it. Uh, Daniel Baldwin, the brother of Alec Baldwin, he has an opinion about the tragedy that happened to his brother Alec on the set of Rust. And he he said that uh, the reason why he feels that his brother is uh, is part of the blame is because of his uh, because of politics. And uh, filmmaker Pete Jackson had to convince Disney voices to break their own rule about bad words in their movies. And Tiffany Haddish said that she would love to host a talk show after she uh, checked off five things from her bucket list. All those stories and more come up after the break, so don't go anywhere. Stay tuned.
remaining in the show. That was new music from my favorite, one of my favorite R&B artists, Kenny Lattimore and Only Girl. Before we went to the break, I was telling you about Quest Love. You know, Quest Love is part of the uh, group's The Roots, and you know, you can see him every night on Jimmy Fallon's show as part of the band. He's the drummer. Well, he... uh, Congratulations to his Summer of Soul film. It swept the 2021 Critic's Choice Documentary Award on Sunday, November 14, picking up all, all six honors for which it was nominated. The movie, which premiered at the 2021 Sundance Film Festival in uh, Utah, featured last footage from the 1969 Harlem Cultural Festival featuring Nina Simone, Sly and the Family Stone, Stevie Wonder, and the Staple Singers. The Root Star also picked up the awards for Best First Documentary and Best Archival uh, Documentary, while Questlove also landed the Best Director's Prize. There was also multiple wins for The Rescue and Val Kilmore's uh, expose Val, and victories for Liz Garbus, becoming Custeau, uh, Eager Edgar Wright, The Sparks Brothers, and Todd Haynes, uh, The Velvet Underground. 
So congratulations to all the winners of the 2021 Critic Choice Awards. Uh, Daniel Baldwin is convinced that his brother Alex's politics had made him the scapegoat of the accidental rust shooting that claimed the life of cinematographer Helena Hutchins. The star of the 1990 series Homicide, Life on the Street, believed that his older sibling is not to blame for the tragedy and is being singled out because of his strong views on political issues, including gun control. Now, this is what uh, Alex Baldwin brothers said. Uh, this is what Daniel said. He said, quote, this is what he faces because he's opinionated and he's strong-headed and he has really staunch views on certain things, and those people who don't like him will take advantage of him and prosecute his wife. He's a target, unquote. The Hawaii Five-O actor insisted it is really, really apparent that Alex has no blame at all, even though the 30 Rock star pulled the trigger on the gun that was later revealed to contain a live round, even though the um, armorer and first assistant director had mistakenly declared it safe to use. Daniel insists his brother has been left crushed by the tragedy. And filmmaker Peter Jackson had to convince Disney bosses to break their own rules about bad words in their movies ahead of the new Beatles documentary. The Lord of the Rings director spent years creating, uh, creating his uh, six-hour epic from footage captured by Michael Lindsay Hogg for his 1970 Let It Be film and then realized he had to persuade uh, conservative studio bosses to drop their no explicit of expletives rule. Uh, this is what Jackson said. He said, quote, we got Disney to agree to have swearing, which I think is the first time for a Disney channel, unquote. Now, Jackson's The Beatles Get Back will be available to stream on Disney Plus from uh, November 25th, and the director credits the COVID lockdown for the length of his fabulous four film, Fab Four film. Uh, Tiffany Haddish would love to host a talk show after she ticked uh, off five things, uh, after she checked off five things off her bucket list. Uh, the comedian told a TV show Extra that she's happily settled into a regular TV show in the veins of Ellen DeGeneres, for whom she fills in before on her uh, uh, eponymous program. But she has some things to accomplish first. Uh, Ellen is stepping down from her regular daytime slot in 2022, and according to reports, singer-actress Jennifer Hudson has already shot a test show with Ellen's executive producer Andy Lassner and Mary Connolly serving as the showrunner on the star's old stage. Jennifer's new show will, be, will not be billed as a continuation of Ellen, and it's being shopped as an entirely new series, and this is according to Variety. Although it's considered to be Warner Brothers TV's new flagship daytime talk show once Ellen ends. Tiffany Haddish currently serves as a host of Kids Say the Darnest Things revival. The show is entering season two. And actor Rachman Dunbar has departed the hit drama show 911 after producers refused to exempt him from COVID vaccine mandates. The actor who has played the former husband of Angela Bassett's character on the series since its 2018 debut has been written out of the show. This is according to Deadline. And this is why he said he is, um, why he's been written off. 
He said that he uh, has applied for religious and medical accommodation pursuits to the law and unfortunately was denied by uh, my employer. This is what the actor told, uh, said on deadline, told deadline. He said he, uh, he declined to go into specific, but uh, my sincerity, held beliefs, and private medical history are very intimate and personal aspects of my life that I do not publicly discuss and have no desire to start now. I've been an actor in this business for 30 years, but my greatest role are as husband and father to our small, four small children. And as a man that walks in faith, I look forward to what the future holds. I have enjoyed the last five seasons with this wonderful cast and crew, and with charity time, I've been blessed to spend with this series and wish everyone involved nothing but the best, unquote. Now, a spokesman for 20th, 20th Century Television, which produced the show, told Deadline producers they are very serious about their filming protocol and cannot allow an unvaccinated person to be part of the cast. Um, this past Monday, uh, Monday's episode, Dunbar's character, who came out as gay in the first season, announced he was joining his boyfriend in Haiti to help with hurricane relief efforts. Dunbar has been sh- sharing fans' shock reaction to his departure with some hoping he'll return as a guest star. Um, that's kind of sad to hear because he is a really good actor. He makes up the show. I I am a big fan of the hit drama 911. And but people are not playing around. This is a, a serious virus, a deadly virus. And as a father of four small children, I don't know the age of his children, but that would give you the incentive. Not only you're doing it just for the show, but for your children. I don't know the age of his children, but it says here, according to the report, that young four small children. So. If not do it for the, your job, your employer, the television, do it for your kids because this is a serious, serious disease. And now this current reports and now there's an uptick in several states, including here in New York City, in New York State as well. So I just, I just don't get it. I, I don't get it. Um, but we wish him the best of luck. We really do because he is a great actor, very talented actor. Uh, Princess Diana's brother, uh, he's rejected a request for the crown to film at her childhood home. Uh, Earl Spencer had revealed, uh, has revealed that producers made an application to shoot the upcoming series of the Regal drama, which will focus on the events from the end of his sister's marriage to Prince Charles up to her tragic death in a car accident in 1997 at his outdoor estate in Northamptonshire. Uh, but he turned them down because it wasn't something he wanted to be involved with. The late royal was portrayed by Emma Corrin in Series 4 of the Netflix drama and will be played by Elizabeth Debicki uh, in its final two seasons. And Sesame Street has a new face appearing on a upcoming special for Thanksgiving. Uh, Ji Young, a seven-year-old Korean-American puppet, will be introduced on the show, marking the first Asian-American character in the show's history. Performed by Sesame Workshop puppeteer Kathleen Kim Ji Young. Uh, no, her name is Kathleen Kim. Caitlin. No, let me rewind back. It's going to be performed by a Sesame Workshop puppeteer, Kathleen Kim. 
G uh, Young will be uh, make her debut on See Us Coming Together, a Sesame Street special. The Thanksgiving show is set to celebrate diversity among the Asian and Pacific Islander community. See Us Coming Together, G Young will celebrate Neighbors Day, where she will be joined by other notable characters of Asian descent, including tennis star Naomi Osaka, uh, action, action actor Simu Liu, and others. Uh, Ji Young will also be seen sharing her love for rock music and Korean rice cakes. Additionally, she will be seen uh, countering anti-Asian bias and harassment at a time of heightened awareness around the issue as she had an off-screen encounter with another character who demanded her to go back home. Sesame Workshop created character to support families of Asian and Pacific Islander heritage as part of its racial justice initiative, Coming Together. The initiative was first introduced in the summer of 2020 after the murder of George Floyd and as racism and violence targeting Asian and Asian Americans surged during the pandemic. And uh, Travis Scott and, uh, and the Astral World Festival they are currently facing numerous lawsuits after the tragic incident last weekend. And according to New York, the New York Post, the rapper and Live Nation were part of the two main parties being targeted in 108 lawsuits. The number is likely to continue growing. Uh, some other, all, uh, some others also named Drake, whose real name is Arby Drake Graham, in their lawsuit as he was on stage performing with the Houston artist. Uh, the deadly crowd surge and his aftermath unfolded right in front of Webster and Graham. Nevertheless, they continued their performance while medical per- uh, personnel struggled to reach the numerous unconscious and injured consagores. And this is what the lawsuit from Niara Goods, who is suing for $1 million, said. Uh, after facing lawsuit in the wake of the incident, our Scott's record company, Cactus Jack Records, a Houston pro- a production company called uh, Scoremore LLC, producer Sasha Stone, Gutfried, and the stadium management company, ASM Global, as well as the owner, Harris County Sports and Convention Corporation. The New York Post also reported that a Northbridge, California-based firm called Contemporary Services Corp., known as a leader in crowd management, is also facing heat in some of the suits. Authorities state that there were also 528 Houston Police Department officers at the event, which had the, uh, which had the estimated 50,000 festival attendees. It also has 655 private security personnel brought on by Live Nation. Most of the lawsuits are about them demanding money for damages after being squished or trampled in the crowd. Some others, meanwhile, are from women who allege that they were sexually assaulted during the uh, crowd surge. Astro World Festival killed 10 people. Ezra Blunt, a 9-year-old boy, died from his injury after being trampled during the chaos at the Houston, Texas concert. Wow. Right now we have uh, 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and when I come back, I'm going to give you the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere. Wait a minute, this love started off so tender, so sweet, but now she got me smoking out the window. Five, forty-five thousand up in Tiffany's. Oh, no. Got a bad ass. 
That was the latest from Anderson Pack, Bruno Mars, known as Silk Sonic, smoking out the window. Right now, we got 12 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, you know, we were just talking about Travis Scott. Well, Nike has paused plans to release its latest shoe collaboration with Travis Scott after 10 people died at the Rappers Astro World Festival and Mountain Lawsuits. The footwear giant sent out a statement on his sneaker release website, SNKRS, notifying fans of the decision on Monday. There was no information provided about a new release date for his newest partnership, Nike and Scott Cactus Jack Records created the Air Max 1 and Cactus Jack, a pair of brown Air Max 1s with a release date set for December 16th. Scott, who reportedly also had a set of Nike Air Trainers 1s and new Air Jordan 1 lows in the works for months. 
The delay followed the death of 10 concert goers and the injury of hundreds more after a crowd surged during Scott's performance at the annual Astroworld Fest at Houston NRG Park on November 5th. A group of Houston's attorneys announced last week they represent more than 200 Astroworld victims and have filed more than 90 lawsuits in Harris County Civil Court against Scott, promoted Live Nation, and other involved in the tragic event. Rico Nasty has found a supporter in JT. The one half of City Girls recently took to social media to defend the smack-a-bitch Femsy for jumping into the crowd after a bottle was thrown at her at Playboy Cardi's show. On Saturday, November 13, Rico was performing at Playboy's King Vamp Tour in Portland, Oregon. Unfortunately, someone from the audience threw a bottle at the Raptors, prompting her to pause the show and confront the culprit. In the video surfacing online, the 24-year-old could be heard asking the crowd, you know, be specific, who was it, who the F was it, where they're going. She then threatened somebody come get this. Much to fan surprise, Rico, whose real name is Maria Cecilia uh, Simone Kelly went down from the stage. Security guards then chased after her. It's unclear whether the hip-hop star found the culprit. And Taylor Swift's new album, Red, Taylor's version, has shattered first-day Spotify streaming records after fans raced to check out the new release on Friday, November 12th. The revamped 2012 album was streamed over 90 million times in the first 24 hours since its release, beating the record previously held by Taylor. Her 2020 lockdown album, Folklore, was streamed 80.6 million times in its first day. The feat additionally helped the... You Need to Calm Down Hitmaker to become Spotify's most streamed female in a day with more than 122.9 million streams on Friday. The reboot, Red, featured an extended 10-minute version of the fan favorite song, All Too Well, which dropped last Thursday night. <clears throat> and Blake Lively will make her direct directorial debut with the Best Pal Taylor Swift new video, I Bet You Think About Me. The Love Story singer has announced a new promo will drop. Uh, matter of fact, it actually dropped already on this past Monday, November 15th. Three days after uh, Taylor had launched her latest video for All Too Well, which she directed, Blake and her husband Ryan Reynolds were among the stars who joined Taylor at the Saturday Night Live after party following her 10-minute performance of All Too Well on the show. Swift acts Joe Jonas and his wife Sophie Turner, Cara Delevingne, and uh, Anya Taylor-Joy were also guests at the party at um, at La Avenue in uh, New York City on Saturday, as was uh, Sadie Sink, who stars in Swift's new All Too Well video. Both I Bet You Think About Me and All Too Well are featured in on uh, Red's uh, Taylor's version of our new album, Red. Upon its release, the album shattered first day Spotify streaming record by... Um, Amassing over 90 million times in the first 24 hours, and it, 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 I tell you, it took, it broke her previous record, and, 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 you know, it's, it's amazing how every time when she puts out an album and it's streamed like that, it, it just takes off. It just takes off. It's just amazing. 
Um, Ed Sheeran uh, led the winner uh, at the uh, MTV European Music Awards on uh, this past Sunday night, November 14th, taking home the Best Artist and Best Song Awards. The Bad Habit star was chatting backstage to host uh, to host uh, Sweetie uh, when she surprised him by announcing he won the coveted gong and presented it to him from the trunk of a glittering car they were standing next to. The British singer later performed his um, chart-topping smash Shivers, much to the delight of the crowd in Budapest, Hungary, before he won the final award of the evening, Best Song for Bad Habit. Other winners during the ceremony, including Young Blood, who delivered a passionate speech advocating for individualism as he collected the best alternative prize. Meanwhile, Nicki Minaj beat Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion to take home the Best Hip Hop Award, while Italian rocker Manskin was crowned Best Rock, tipping um, uh, Foo Fighters, Imagine Dragons, and The Killers to the prize. Um, beating, I should say, beating them out of the prize. Uh, presenter Saweetie, who donned a variety of drastic, dramatic ensembles each time she took to the stage, also enjoyed success as an award winner. She took home the best new gong and promising the crowd, quote, saying, trust me, y'all, this is only the beginning, unquote. Performances during the evening include Monskin, One Republic, Maluma, Youngblood, and Kim Petras. Uh, Petrus, who jetted to Europe after performing at Paris Hilton's wedding on Thursday. Now, here are the lists of the winners at the 2021 MTV European Music Awards. Uh, Best Song went to Ed Sheeran for Bad Habit. Best Artist went to Ed Sheeran. Best Alternative went to Young Blood. Best Pop went to BTS. Best Hip Hop went to Nicki Minaj. Best Rock went to Manskin. Best New went to Saweetie. Best Video went to Lil Nas X for Matero, Call Me By Your Name. Best Latin went to Maluma. uh, Biggest fans went to BTS. Best K-pop went to BTS. Best collabo went to Doja Cat and SZA for Kiss Me More. Best electronic went to David Guetta. And video for good went to Billie Eilish for Your Power. And best U.S. act went to Taylor Swift. And Mel Gibson has set his sight on directing the upcoming Lethal Weapon sequel. Since the death of director Richard Donner, who helmed the hit franchise, his longtime friend and Lethal Weapon uh, star is looking to take up the mantle. According to Deadline, sources close to the controversial Oscar-winning filmmaker and star of Braveheart have now said he's in talks to direct and star, though no deal has closed. Gibson reportedly saw its right to continue developing the sequel as a proper tribute following Donner's death at age 91 this past July. The fifth installment of its uh, of the In the Buddy Cop series, also starring Danny Glover, is reportedly set up to stream on HBO Max. The Last time the crime-stopping duo of Detective Martin Riggs and Detective Roger Murtaugh were together was 1998, Lethal Weapon 4, which also starred Renee Russo and Joe Petsy. The, uh, the four-lethal weapon film amassed nearly $1 billion at the box office. Damon Wayans and Clay Crawford led a television series spinoff in 2016, which ran for three seasons on Fox. Wow. 
Right now we have uh, four minutes left remaining in the show. Uh, that is going to do it for me for this week. Uh, tune in next time when we do it all over again. Uh, you've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Give. Have a great week. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.